All right, we are back on the Jim Leach Show. And as life continues to slowly return to normal, it has been great to uh, reconnect with friends that uh, we haven't seen in ages. Today is one of those opportunities, as I am pleased to welcome back into the studio for the first time in a long time, star of radio and television and Sangamon County elected office. He's also very involved in the community and trying to make life better here in Springfield along with his lovely wife Ann. Tony Liebre is here with us with the details on a, a very exciting and ambitious project uh, that they are taking on here. And Tony, welcome to the program. Great Thank to have you. Thank you, my here. friend. People don't realize we have known each other 30 years? 35. Back, 35. Uh, back in the wow. mid-80s when I was at Channel 20 and yeah. you were at Channel 20. And, and I was skinny and had dark hair. Sa- well, same. <laughs> same hey, it is great to see you. It's Likewise. good to be back in the big studio here. Yeah, well, it, it, it's great to have you here. And I was so excited to see this. I had just stumbled upon this today because your uh, your lovely daughter had shared that you have a GoFundMe page right. going now for a project you're working on to restore the Ursuline Music Conservatory. Now, we, just so that everybody understands what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the former Ursuline Academy, they're on the grounds next to what was once Springfield College in Illinois and Benedictine right. University. Uh, and all of these buildings have sat vacant for some time, Ursuline for a long time. Yes, Ursuline uh, has been vacant. Uh, I be- uh, Well, put it this way, I think the only buildings that have been utilized in the last, uh, as recently as four years ago when Benedictine was still there, are... Uh, the Dawson Hall, which is the SCI Benedictine building, and the Becker Library, and, of course, the uh, Brinkerhoff home. But all the others have remained empty for years, yeah. Now, this focuses specifically on the conservatory, but mm-hmm. actually you are in the process of acquiring multiple buildings on, on this whole large tract of land right. there. Well, so uh, st- let's start from the beginning on this. Yeah, how- let me explain how this all Please. happened. Uh, I, have, uh, I was given a tour of the conservatory which uh, is a magnificent building, and I would venture to say the average person in this area has no idea it's there. Uh, It hasn't been open since 2007, and this is, what, 2021, so it's been a while. And uh, my wife and I wanted this building really badly, so uh, uh, but we couldn't buy it because they wanted to sell the entire parcel, which is a, a city block and a half. And when you say they, you mean Benedictine, Benedictine University? Yeah. Okay. And they have been wonderful, by the way. Uh, so what, what my wife and I did, we signed a contract with to buy the entire uh, area, the 12 building, the 12 main buildings, with the, uh, with the caveat, with the understanding that we'll be able to sell the buildings that we don't really have a use for, and that will help us pay off the this large bill for all these buildings. Now, I, I know you're an industrious guy, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you got a handsome TV weatherman pension. Oh, but yes. Oh, yes. How how does, uh, you know, just a, a mild-mannered uh, guy, guy here in Sangamon yeah. County can say, I'm just going to buy 12 buildings? I mean, <laughs> well, uh, you go into the deal knowing that you got some people in your back pocket. I had talked to some other people. Hey, are you interested in this building? How much would you give? Uh, and, and that's basically how it's worked. And that's how most real estate deals sure. are made, quite frankly. I want to come back to to the rest of it here in just a little bit, Uh because it it all does have to interconnect eventually. But let's talk about the conservatory. Uh, As you mentioned, it's been empty for 14 years, and and it's not a a brand-new building by any stretch. How how old is this structure? Well, uh, I was told that it was built in the late 1800s, but then I was shown a picture recently of the first day of school in 1907, and that's what I'm told now is was the opening day. So uh, around early 
century. So um, well over 100 years oh, old. Oh, yeah. Um, before we talk about the, the current state of the building, what do you intend to use that building? And, and you mentioned you're going to sell off some of the property, but some right. of it you want to retain. What ultimately is that all going to be used for? Okay. Well, as an example, there, there are 12 main buildings on the property. One is the King's Daughter's Home, which is located a block north of the campus. Uh, that has been contracted to uh, an out-of-state firm who's going to turn that back into a senior citizen's home which is great for the neighborhood. And we have a need for that because we have a couple that are closing down here in the next few weeks. Uh, We have uh, the uh, Brinkerhoff home, which has been uh, is under contract to buy uh, by another uh, fellow who and his wife who are going to keep it as it is a tourist place and uh, open it up to the public and have his own personal office there. Well, that'll be kind of like a bed and breakfast, or is that? Well, eventually he wants to make a bed and breakfast yeah. there, but that would be if the city allows it and the, sure. you know the, but that, the historic historic side. building. Sure, oh, absolutely. and it's a fantastic building. Yeah. And uh, then there's Ursuline High School that you and I would remember. Right. Um, that has been sold to Destiny Church, and uh, he, he's very much into the neighborhood type of thing. So uh, they've contracted to buy that. Do, do they intend, I mean, because it's obviously built as a school building. Right. Are they intending to use it as a school or as a church? Or? Well, the gymnasium will be the church, uh-huh. and then the school will be used, I, I assume, for admin purposes and, I see. and, and whatever else they do there. Okay. Um, we and that leaves uh, the buildings. There's two buildings that are still for sale, and anybody who wants to know, six hundred grand for both of them. That's a heck of a deal. <laughs> Each one is worth more than that, quite frankly. Yeah. Is Becker Library and the old SCI building, uh, okay. Benedictine College. But that leaves six buildings that my wife and I have placed into a. Um, none of this will ever go into our name because when we close at the end of the year or whenever all these uh, legal things have to be completed. Uh, it's going to go straight into a charity, uh, and it's called Preservation, Inc., and our, our goal is to preserve old buildings and then to use those buildings to serve the community. So that's how the conservatory comes in. Next to the conservatory, and I'll be real brief. I know I'm, I'm making a long answer here. The original Ursuline High School, which is uh, very much intact and a beautiful building, uh, that will become a business center where small businesses and associations can lease a room, a classroom in essence. And then if they ever need a bigger room, then the, they can share the library for their conferences, that type of thing. Then there's a beautiful chapel there. Uh, we're not quite sure what's going to happen there. And then there are three dormitory type buildings that the nuns used to live in. So, uh, and we don't know what we're going to do with that either. But uh, so we're keeping those in the charity. But everything else has been either sold or is up for sale. The uh, the conservatory itself. Then mm-hmm. you have a particular mission and goal in mind for that. How it do you is going to be that? open to the public. It's going to have. Uh, our, our major thrust is making it a building that the community can use. It'll be used for wedding receptions, banquets, uh, uh, dinner theater, whatever you want to rent the hall for is what it'd be used for. But my wife and I, we have a special thing for uh, helping homeless kids in 186, and she runs the Matthew Project. Right. And uh, so we're probably going to move part of the Matthew Project there and help bring the arts to the people that, quite frankly, aren't being served by the other places. And it's not that they're not doing their jobs these other places. It's just that these are kids that, you know, don't have a home, so they they can't take a piano with them wherever they go. Right. Uh, so we want to uh, help the underserved in our community by doing that as well. 
So you've got a GoFundMe page that's yeah. been set up with a goal of $25,000. Mm-hmm. Is is that going to be able to restore this building to the shape you needed to be in? What kind of shape is it in right now? Uh, it's 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 in need of a lot of repair. Uh, but we, we are right now it has a leaky roof and the twenty five to thirty thousand will repair the roof. I see. So that just gets it dried in. Uh quite frankly it's probably gonna cost um three quarters of a million or so to just to bring it back up to code, if you will. And because uh, it doesn't have a heating and cooling system now, and we're going to have to add bathrooms and a snack bar and everything, everything that you would find in a in a beautiful theater like this. Uh, now you are uh, you are an entertainer. You're a vocalist. You're somebody who's on stage all the time. I am told by other people uh, that are musicians, as an example, that this building is the most perfectly tuned building. Uh, for acoustics. Yeah. For acoustics, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, uh, Sangamon Auditorium is probably way up there as well. But for an old building, you could stand on this stage and just talk, and you can be heard in the entire building. It's fantastic. I've seen some recent pictures of it, and, and it looks to be in surprisingly good shape mm-hmm. to the naked eye. Right. Structurally, it's it's pretty, Structurally, roof, it's it's pretty, pretty sound. Yeah, uh, we've had a rash of uh, people breaking in, stealing copper. Mm. Breaking windows, just being mean, and uh, I mean they've quite frankly done over a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage just wow. in the past six months. Uh, but we're fixing all of that up, and we are—it's on the road to recovery. And I'm hoping that we can have a, a limited event uh, within a year. Tony Libri is here with us. That's uh, part of this effort to restore the Ursuline Music Conservatory and also to revive this uh, long dormant area of the former Benedictine University, the former uh, Ursuline Academy there. Uh, but this—this this is a lot to take on and a lot of moving parts to it, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, Usually there are deadlines for this sort of thing, that you right. have to have money in hand and plans in place and deals signed and everything. Uh, now, I think you described it as you, you've got an option on this. When when does everything have to be finalized? Well, not no, we, we have agreed to buy okay. it. Uh, we've signed a contract for that, but we have also, again, have been given permission to sell everything, uh, sell the things we don't want and apply that towards the purchase price. So if we don't raise enough money, then uh, my wife's going to have to write a check. Um did you hear that, Ann? <laughs> uh, but we're confident we'll, you know, everything will move sufficiently to do that. And then, uh, again, everything is going straight into the not-for-profit. It'll never be in my wife or my name. It's strictly in the not-for-profit. And any money that uh, we raise uh, over the purchase price of the campus uh is going to go right back into restoring those buildings. So we're confident that we'll be able to raise those funds. So we have, uh, I mean, we're going to hopefully invite the uh, alumni from uh, Ursuline and the uh, SCI folks to help us. And because uh, I, I, I think they'll be pretty good sized backers for this. Is there a timeline for uh, com- completion of the renovations and getting everything to a point where you can actually start to do some programming there and, and start to make these moves that you're talking about? We, uh, If we can generate the kind of funds that I think we are capable of doing uh, and with hopefully the profits we're going to make from some of these buildings, uh, I'm hoping that uh, uh, within a year that that built the conservatory will be up and running. It might not be a full-time uh venue yet but it's going to be you know it's going to take a ton of work to have the building restructured to put all these female bathrooms and male bathrooms Mm -hmm. a lot of concrete has to be cut up we've got to put an elevator in that type of thing Uh, but i'm confident within a year that'll be 
operating. And uh, the other building, the business center, is going to go into the uh, old original Ursuline building. And um, as far as the chapel, uh, I don't know what we're going to do there. Some people say to leave it as a chapel. And some people say, no, turn it into a restaurant. <laughs> so uh, that would be pretty cool. Well, and it does raise a question that always comes up in, in situations like mm-hmm. this. This is all uh, property that's been in the hands of, of private and religious institutions. Right. How much of this will be on the actual property tax rolls when it's done? How much of this is being repurposed? To- that is a great question. As an example, uh, the King's Daughter's home will go from formerly being tax-free uh, to a tax-paying uh, entity. Brinkerhoff Home will now be paying taxes. Uh, depending on who buys the school and the library, uh, they'll be paying taxes. Now, we will be tax-exempt as far as property taxes for the, the conservatory, but as you know, with programs and rental fees and things like that, so there will be taxes mm-hmm. paid on those incomes. So it'll be an income-producing uh, entity for the city as well. And, and you mentioned the, uh, the the library and the other building, and I think you threw out a figure of 600000 Is mm-hmm. that for the set or 600000 each? That's for both of them combined. Oh, that's a bargain then. There oh, you it's, go. Uh, each building is worth much more than that. Now, I hope my uh, wife's not listening. <laughs> because, yeah, but. And they're magnificent buildings. And, and again, we've priced everything so it would move because we want to see the this program or, or this uh, block, if you will, uh, get going again. We want we want restaurants there. We want people there every day. We don't want it's a beautiful campus, but we don't want it empty. We want people living there and enjoying it. Uh, and it's it's going to be a boon to the north end. Uh, we've got plenty of parking. Uh, and everything is well-maintained, it's going to be fantastic. I, I got to ask, there were probably simpler and less expensive <laughs> and less complex ways to achieve some of these objectives, like having a, a place to help underprivileged mm-hmm. and, and uh, underserved kids have exposure to the arts and things. Right. Why this, to, to this extent, with the just the sheer scope and size of it all? Uh, it it just it started out to be a small thing and then it evolved into this big project. Like I say, we already worked with the homeless children at the Matthew Project on Eighth Street by Lincoln's home. Uh, but this is just kind of a that's the first thing we thought of, and that's how I convinced my wife to go along with this project. Hey, this this could be a great place for the Matthew Project. So uh, you have a GoFundMe, uh, yeah. and if people go to the GoFundMe website, they can right. actually search for Ursuline Conservatory. It'll take them right, right. to your page there mm-hmm. to make an online donation. Uh, but this is part of, as you said, a, a, a larger nonprofit called Preservation Inc. Right. Uh, do you have a, a website, anything for that? Are you soliciting donations for the larger group or just for this project right well, now? Well, the, the GoFundMe was a quick way to get the word out there, uh, but we are developing a web page as we speak. Hopefully within the next week or two, that'll be up. Uh, uh, we we have already been approved as a not for profit, um, and we we have a, a, a board of directors and all that. So we'll be working on fundraising uh, shortly here, um, and we have an attorney. And the funny thing is, everybody has is volunteering. Nobody gets paid. Uh, even our attorney Patrick Sheehan uh, is, is a great guy, and he's helped us do all these things. So, uh, what we need is an architect. So, if you know an architect out there that wants to help us, we'd love to have him. <laughs> well, I, I do have to say, uh, I have thought for a long time as we've every time I drive past that property, and I'd say, who on earth is going to take this on and buy you know a, a college and a high school and a chapel and a, a music conservatory yeah. and things and take this on? And I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out how it, that possibly could get done, you might have stumbled upon the way to do it. It's, well, it's you, you pretty know, wild. It's where, where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, if, if, if this has taught me anything, I've been involved in real estate for a long time. 
but this this is probably my biggest deal. But uh, it taught me that um, if you can think it, you can get it done. And like I say, Benedictine has been over backwards. Uh, the city of Springfield is willing to help whatever they can do. Uh, the mayor has been fantastic. Is, is there grant money possibly uh, on the table for yeah, this? There's all kinds of grants out there. Uh, we have a grants person who's volunteering, uh, but uh, she's telling me, look, we got to have money in the bank before you can start applying for grants because people won't take you serious without that. So, Are you in a TIF district over there? Uh, we are, but it, uh, I don't know that we would uh, – we've never asked for government money for any of our projects, and I'm not saying we would turn it down. Uh, but I don't know a whole lot about Well, that. you don't have to turn it down. You have to go ask for it. They don't well, just come and hand it to you. So. <laughs> well, and they're not beating my door down. <laughs> uh, but I think they're reluctant to spend TIF district money for non-tax-paying entities. Uh, so some no, of they us just, would qualify. We just had the big debate on the YMCA over well, in Enos Park. I was going to say that's the exception I if, just heard about. If it bolsters other development in the area, the mayor's stance is, yeah, we're, we're okay with it. Well, so I guarantee you we will apply for every opportunity to uh, get a grant that we can. Tony Libri, Preservation, Inc. Again, you can find out more by going to the GoFundMe uh, site and just searching for Ursuline Conservatory. You'll get all the details there. You can make an online donation that way. Please keep us posted on your progress. I will. And my phone number, and this and I'm not selling cars or anything, uh, but this is my personal cell, 217-836-7669. Don't hesitate to call if you've got some ideas or questions uh, or if you would like to help us, you know, volunteer with this thing. uh, We'd love to have you.